welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I have Zach Bird here. How's it going, Zach? It's it's going pretty good. Um, Zach and I are on vacation, but we uh, brought the pod studio with us on the road because something really important happened this week that we had to pod about. My birthday. Z- yes, it it is Zach's birthday. <laughs> And he is now 38 years old. He's mm-hmm. uh, one year closer to being a daddy, and that's yeah. very exciting. Uh-huh. I'm pretty pumped about dying, mostly. You and me both. <laughs> no, I'm not pumped about that, but I I do enjoy a birthday occasionally. Um, this was a good one. It's not even over yet. It's not over yet. Um, who knows? If we have time tonight, I might blow him, but we don't know. Oh, we ate so much that, yeah, which is a recurring problem that we <laughs> we yeah. cock block ourselves with food. Yeah, someone help us, like, make us stop Fuck. eating and start <laughs> fucking. Um, should we go to marriage counseling? Yeah, yeah, totally, um, so or we- sex counseling. <laughs> um, well, I think that's part of marriage counseling. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you just stop eating so much, you fat fucks? And I was like, I'm going to get a new therapist. Yeah. Zach's just like, have you heard of food? It's delicious. Yeah. Looking at a box of Nilla wafers right now. That's true. We got quite the little setup here in our hotel. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're on vacation, and <laughs> but we have to pod about... R. Kelly. Because Lifetime aired uh, this past weekend, Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, and if you... The Reckoning. (laughs) Yes, Part 2, The Reckoning. If you've listened to this podcast, um, you know that we were on the front lines of busting R. Kelly. Uh, We did our episode about him in, I want to say, late 2017. It... So, yeah, yeah, we've been on it for a while. Um, well, you and... We, as the podcast... Yes, yes, The yes. podcast, we as a, a... I was a huge supporter still until I met... <laughs> no, that's not true. But, I mean, it was pretty out by then, right? What he was into nobody cared that's true it was not making headlines that he was actively running a quote-unquote sex cult at the time that we broke that story as a pod nobody knew he had multiple women that were his girlfriends living at different houses because he had some at the house some at the studio like he had and that he they weren't allowed to talk to each other and they had to ask to use the restroom Nobody knew any of that shit. Um, it was just kind of like a blurb. Yeah, we knew that he had married Aaliyah. He peed on a 14-year-old. But no one knew that he was like actively victimizing multiple women at the same time. But uh, yeah, so, so you got to keep up with it. And... Yeah, so we, the podcast, yes. broke the story. And then um a year ago lifetime aired a docuseries surviving r kelly that tracked his 30 years of being an abuser and interviewed um, many of his victims Uh and i think it was the first time the general public woke up and accepted that this guy has a problem 
Aaliyah wasn't a one-off. The 14-year-old in the video wasn't a one-off. This guy is a serial abuser who has a whole fucking... Um, fucking Siri on my phone just went off when I said serial abuser. Um, like he's a serial abuser who has for 30 years been victimizing women with the help of all his support staff. So I think that, I mean, he wasn't canceled quote unquote until that documentary came out. Right. And then the mute hashtag mute R Kelly movement came out and people protested his concerts even if I was thinking, even if somehow he wriggles out of this, he's still fucked. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he can't go anywhere. People are... I mean, Yeah, he's he's enemy of the state and country. And I mean, world. even after that documentary aired, though, people were going to his concerts. Yeah, some idiots. People are stupid. They really are. Um. um so, yeah, so we watched Surviving R. Kelly Part 2. Which uh, was a five-part series over three nights. And it was cool. It touched... uh, So it had a lot of the women that we met in the first Uh series. And some new ones. And some new ones. And it touched on um, a lot of what has happened since that aired. Because since Surviving R. Kelly aired, the district attorney... Uh, in Chicago pressed charges on him like he is currently in jail and she did like basically after surviving R. Kelly aired the district attorney went on the news held a press conference and said if you have any information about what's going on please come forward and then she ended up getting enough people to testify and press enough charges and he's in jail now yep so that's good awaiting trial I should say he's not convicted yet Right, which is in April, I believe. Is that when it is? Yeah. Okay. So you took notes on this. I got four pages of notes here. I figured I'd kind of let you steer, and then I would um, jump in from what I remember. Um, Yeah, your memory has been proven to be better than mine. So... Hey, that's on the record now. I think if uh, in the future, if there's any disputes about stuff, you heard it here, guys. I have we had that's never been an argument with us, right? I most people's memory is better than mine. You sometimes have like staunchly defended things that I'm like, no, that's not what happened. Well, I mean, it doesn't to be like you have a better memory doesn't mean 100% of the time, you know, there's some things if I'm like shaky on, I'll be like, or if there's any chance that I'm wrong, I'll be like, okay, yeah, you're probably, yeah, but there's sometimes where I'm like, no, I, I remember that, yeah, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the documentary opens up with, um, uh, his brothers, uh, the one who's in jail is Carrie Bruce. Bruce is in jail. Bruce. Yeah. Um, and he tells a little tale him and it, and it switches back between him and, and Carrie, the younger brother. Yeah. And Carrie's the one that when that first sex tape came out, R. Kelly tried to claim that it was him. Like, oh, it's not me, it's my brother. And then he tried to pay his brother, Carrie, to testify, saying that it was him. And Carrie was like, fuck you, there's no amount of money right. to make me go on the record, per- perjure myself, and say that I, d- I fucking How had sex with a child. Is 
R. Kelly, man. He because he, well, he thinks that money can get him out of anything, which it, historically it has. So it's he's got not wrong. Stuff. Yeah, I mean to take a swing at it, but I mean Jesus Christ. Yeah, he. I think he offered his brother like fifty thousand dollars, which is not enough money to become a convicted uh, sex offender. Dude, if if I was guilty of, of anything where I was facing like some serious time, uh-huh. I feel like I would. I would just probably just leave the country, which was, I think, something he could have done at that time. But, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't think he was a flight risk because he was still touring, like, while this yeah. R. Kelly stuff. So, yeah, his concerts were all canceled in, in the States, but he was going to, like, Germany and shit. We're talking about in the past year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to pay his brother to go to jail for was, him. Was that, way long ago. So he yeah. definitely, right. So yeah. he definitely could have went to another country and just, you know, got another harem there. I guess, yeah. But. Um, That's what that fucking Bikram dude did. He right. just moved his operation it's to like, Mexico. I'm going to Mexico. Yeah, so he could have done that. But I think he, it, he's just. His balls are so big, you know, that yeah. he's just like, they're not going to get me, you know? Yeah. So he's like, I'll just stay here. Nothing's going to fucking happen. But he must have been scared because, yeah, he was asking his brother. I don't know. He couldn't find it. Honestly, he could have gotten a better, someone who looked more like him than his own brother. I don't know. Maybe him and his brother looked more alike in 2001. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but. He could have just got somebody who was like more hard up and. Well, yeah, that's what the studios did when Clark Gable killed someone in a drunk driving accident. They just paid a guy to say it was him. Right. <laughs> and they like, I can't remember what the deal was. That guy did the jail time or whatever. And then when he was out, he was guaranteed a job at the studio. Like he worked for the movie, yeah. movie, movie studio the rest of his life. Yeah, there's all sorts of stories like that. But so anyway, so it starts with the brother's talking about uh an old man that was like a cool old man that everyone liked named mr henry who apparently like exposed himself to all three of them I think. yeah well uh r kelly would go over to the guys he was like a neighborhood uncle is how right. they described him and r kelly would go over to his house all the time like they'd hang out and then one day all the brothers all three of them were over there and he exposed themselves himself to them and they all ran away but i think what was inferred was that he might have molested r kelly when the other brothers weren't around because they said r kelly and him were kind of tight and it's a known thing that r kelly himself was a victim of abuse um it's one of the things that he used to get closer to his victims so a lot of his victims were women who had had uh, experienced sexual childhood sexual abuse and so r kelly would kind of be close to them and you know he would tell them about his trauma they would talk about their trauma and one of the victims way later on she's like saying like yeah i thought like i thought we like i felt like he was my brother and like we're having these heart to hearts and we're sharing our stories and like next thing you know his dick's out his fucking dick's out (laughs) and um anyways so yeah so they talk about the neighborhood uncle who was a fucking molester and then uh some other like an older girl uh that that uh, apparently molested r kelly as well or took his virginity but when he was real young 
I know. Do you remember this? I know. I remember one of the brothers got fucked by an older chick. I can't remember what happened with well, R. Kelly. That's a wash. Okay, so <laughs> move on, I guess. They were they, they're real careful. They're real vague about that, and I think it's with the risk of like libel and slander right. and whatever. They keep putting these disclaimers uh, at every commercial break too to just cover their ass. It's like um, R. Kelly's defense, you know, doesn't support this documentary and blah blah. You're like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but. Anyway, so then it's either Bruce or Carrie is talking about a point, uh, um, a time where R. Kelly's pointing to a poster of himself. I don't know where this is at, but he goes, he's a powerful man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you, you are or something like that. Or like, who are you talking about? And he goes, that motherfucker. That motherfucker right there. He's like, that's you. And he's like, no, I'm Robert. That's R. Kelly. And he's like, his brother's like, I was like, oh, he's talking about himself. Like, he's lost his goddamn mind. Yeah, I think the basically they were saying, like, he, Robert is like the vulnerable childlike version of him and r kelly is this character who has gone on to become a monster right yeah so that it was interesting uh, he's a powerful man yeah i guess yeah um yeah to 14 year old girls um so then he has one of his brothers come over um and there's a pastor his pastor there Oh, yeah. And he calls him into the back room. I think the same room where he made the pee tape. Yeah, it's like he has like a sauna basement, like kind of like there's like pretty a pretty cool looking room. Yeah, there's an indoor <laughs> pool area. And then this room is like an offshoot off. It's of obviously that. been tainted. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he admits to pe- like the pastor that uh, he jerks off. He's like those tapes right there. Like he he confesses, according to his brother. But yeah, he says that he can't stop masturbating to the tapes. He doesn't say, "Oh, these are underage girls" or anything. Right. But he's like, "I have these sex tapes of myself that I can't stop jerking off to." And because I I think and the brother was like, "Oh, should I be here? You wanted to talk to your pastor." And R. Kelly's like, "No, I want you here to hear this too." Can you yeah. imagine having your sibling in while you're confessing to a priest? Right. You're like, come like, here, I'm court gonna me. Go. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to expose my sister's name. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's all right. No one can find her. It's spelled weird. <laughs> you just helped them. No. <laughs> no. So that. Zach's sister is Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So then it like cuts to. A bunch of people in the media that are blaming the parents of all the girls, one of of whom being Master P, who's pretty irrelevant, right? Yeah. At this point, but she's like, I don't know if he did those things or not, but it's the parents' fault, basically. Like, where where were the the parents? parents? Why did the parents let their kids around him? It's like, blah, blah, blah. Which, like, if you don't know anything about the story, if you haven't seen Surviving R. Kelly, I can see having that viewpoint. Sure. Like, 
how the heck was your kid out of your sight? But like also we're dealing with teenagers who lie to their parents. Yeah, this isn't a Michael Jackson case where it's like, yeah, go ahead and spend the night over at an accused sex offender's house. This is, you know, somebody who's saying they can help their career hasn't been convicted i don't know and yeah they're lying the kids said the girls like lied to their parents because the parents like didn't want their kids hanging out with our kelly let alone alone um but they lied and it's like all these people who go where are the parents it's like think about when you were a teenager did your parents know where you were a hundred percent of the time or did you say you were having a sleepover at a girlfriend's house and go out riding in cars with boys I mean, yeah, it's. Just, I was fairly straightforward with my parents, but also, you know, I did. I they didn't know where I was all the time. I I did my lying. I did my sneaking. That's what teenagers do, and because teenagers, they also stress in this documentary that the the prefrontal cortex um, isn't fully developed till age twenty five, and it, part of it is um, risk assessment. Like you don't understand dangers and risks and consequences and like few like long-term thinking isn't fully developed until you're 25 so like these girls don't can't recognize that r kelly is dangerous and a predator and they don't know like the signs of abuse and the signs of grooming and the signs of like indoctrination like they don't know any of this plus like that level of fame that he's at and how big he was probably to them mm-hmm. i mean the fact that he's showing them attention i mean it's just really difficult i'm sure for them to just be like oh yeah but he might be a bad dude They're- well yeah and if their parents warn them think about how you were at 16 your your parents can tell you the truth 17 different ways and you are not going to believe it you have right. to learn it for yourself like it's just that it's being a hard-headed teenager. And so it's like this celebrity likes you. He wants to be around you. And your parents are like, he's a bad dude. He's a predator, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, he's not. He's great. I love him. He's nice to me. We have hearts to hearts. Like, because he did. I fell have, down the stairs. Yeah. I mean, he had heart heart to hearts with these all these girls. So, like, they felt like they knew him. Like, well, they yeah, knew him deeply. A lot of it is him telling them also that about how he got molested. So he's made himself like vulnerable. They feel that they're connecting in this way. And it it's definitely a way that abusers prime their victims is give their sob story. And so the victim uses that as an excuse to explain away the bad behavior of the abuser, right? Right. Like, yeah, he hit me. It's just, you know, he gets uncontrollably mad when he's questioned because this happened to him when he was a child or whatever. I should have known better. Right. Like that's what they would. Well, no, they, no, they say they, they use the victims or they use their abusers trauma to excuse their behavior. Right. So like, yeah, he does hit me, but he just gets violent because of this bad thing that happened to him. And so, like, and I, that was 100% me when I was in an abusive relationship, is I'd be like, well, he doesn't mean to do these things. He's just fucked up, you know? And right. And I wouldn't hold him accountable for his actions. Because the truth is that most abusers have been abused themselves. And so, like, most, like, people who hit have been hit. People who molest have been molested. But that doesn't... It gives an explanation. It's not an excuse. 
Right. But but the victims will use that to go, he, oh, but he he's not a bad guy. He's just hurt and he lashes so out. There's so many people that have been that have had these traumatizing things happen to them that, that don't act in this way. Most of them. Yeah, because it's it's your responsibility as a human being to seek help before you hurt other people. Or even just, if even if you don't get help, you should. But even if you don't, maybe just don't. Um, you know, lock a bunch of women in a house. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, do all of these things. So so moving on. So it goes to Faith Rogers, who is suing him for for passing on an std um do you remember her yeah it is difficult to different differentiate because there's like so many of them um you get to know some more than others and some are just kind of pop in and they're like oh yeah this happened i lived with them for three years and then i got away the one girl we'll get to eventually well yeah faith rogers i believe was a recent girlfriend she looks young she does um, I think she filed her suit against him in 2017. He gave her an STD. I th- I'm assuming it's herpes. Um, but yeah, so she. But so she sued him. And then, um, and then it shows a little bit of the aftermath um, from the first part of the the documentary series, right? And mm-hmm. uh, all of the women that were featured in the first part we're all going to meet for the first time at this premiere it was kind of going to be a big deal and i'm sure like emotional not only to meet all of these women but to watch the finished product together and uh i mean it's emotional watching even being far removed from it you know well yeah and it's weird because when you uh experience trauma it's really isolating and so you feel really alone in what you're experiencing. So I can't imagine the power, like, I can't, I can't imagine the how overwhelming it would be to be in a room full of people who experienced the exact same abuse that you experienced. Yeah. It's just wild. I wonder if there's some jealousy even between them, though. Like, he loved me more than, you know what I mean? It's Maybe I, to a degree. Yeah, and a lot of the women in this, like, they said, like, I struggle because I still, like, I still love him. And I still, like, love Robert, despite what he did to me. And I guess they said, like, most victims, in, not in this case, most victims in general of abuse, they don't want to see the abuser punished or go to jail. They just want the abuse to stop. Right. Um, and so it is conflicting because, like, the reason why you would let someone abuse you long term is because you're in love with them. And so these are all women who ha- who were in love with him and they felt true love and they felt true connection. And it's really hard to um, – it really fucks up your mind to be like, this is a person who loves me and cares for me and has done all these great things for me. And then also they did all these horrible things. It's really hard to reconcile – in in your mind i have nothing to compare it to um other than just living with my parents yeah (laughs) i think one of the one of the psychological experts on it said like what happens is it becomes a cycle of this person who hurts you but they're also the person who like makes you feel better and so right they they traumatize you and then they hold you while you cry because you know 
it's just they're the, the cause and the cure to your pain kind yeah of yeah 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 so anyway they all th- this is going to be like an emotional sort of thing it's this premiere it's a big deal and then there's a gun threat at the premiere um presumably somebody from r kelly's camp yeah and then they weren't even able to show the film i don't think yeah they had to evacuate um, but then everybody outside, they knew they, everybody knows it was R. Kelly because he was scared about all the damning, you know, yeah. evidence and stuff and how this is going to make him look. And so everyone's still like amped up and they start this uh, mute R. Kelly chant, which is great, you know, because they're still not going to be silenced. And um, And then somebody approaches Faith in a vehicle she's with her parents and they're like i it's this woman i believe right and she goes i have videos of faith um that are like nude nude videos or sex videos whatever yeah she's threatening to release them yeah and And she's like faith get in the car and then the mom goes Tell them to meet us at Applebee's. What's don't get in the car. I fucking love that. That was the best. Uh, there's like a you're few not getting like in the that, car yeah. with them. We're meeting them on like safe, neutral ground. Meet us at Applebee's. Yeah, one of your favorite lines from the first one was, um, like R. Kelly told one of the girls that he's that she has to call him daddy and. And she's like, yeah, so you have to call him daddy, too. And she's like, I ain't calling him daddy. My daddy live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, that was Isis, Isis Clary. Yeah, 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 she's the best. Every girl you pointed out, because I'm thinking a lot. Of, I'm like, oh, another new girl, another new girl. Wait, but the names are, and you're like, they all look different. This is the moms, the sisters, everybody looks different well one of the more light-hearted aspects which there aren't a lot of light-hearted aspects right this is about really heavy material but um one of the more light-hearted things that i noticed was because this is all black women and they changed their hair because it's weaves and whatnot is that everyone has a radically different hairstyle than they had yes you know a year ago and so uh, off the uh, first glance, you don't recognize any yeah. of them, and then you have to go, oh, okay. Because then it'll show past footage, and you go, oh, like, um, was it Joycelyn's mother? Right? I mean, it's all, all of them. Dominique's mother? Uh, yeah, but anyway. So she's like, tell them to meet us at Applebee's. She doesn't get in the car, thank Christ, because that could have been Super ugly. Bad, yeah. Who knows the people that he's hired to, like... And he's such a fucking moron. You know, that's his idea how to stop this. Yeah. Call in a, call in a gun threat. By the way, how's my R. Kelly? It's pretty good. Thank you. Um, Faith ends up having a seizure. Well, no, so they wait. meet him at Applebee's. They- <laughs> I'm st- see, yeah, we need both of us to yeah, pieces this together. Is, Jesus Christ, I'm this sorry. is why we can. Well, never this is why up. I'm taking notes, and then you need to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they meet at Applebee's, and the people are like, "If you don't drop these charges or whatever, we're gonna release all these nude photos and right. sex videos of you that R. Kelly has." And Faith just goes, "Do it." Right. She's like, Fuck. which is what she should have done. Yeah. And like the mom was kind of shocked at how like and she's like face just like I've already been hurt. All I can hurt. Fucking do it. Who gives a shit? And so then she starts to walk away and 
It turns out that Faith has um, a form of epilepsy where seizures are triggered by stress. stress yeah. So they're leaving Applebee's and like as they get to the door, she has a seizure because it was just so obviously fucking stressful for her. Yeah. So um, what do you have next after that? So then, all right. So on the R. Kelly side, people are chanting, women lie too. Women. I'm like, that's just not catchy just like yeah and also so you're dumb. like dude you have no leg to stand on we're not talking about like one or two women we're talking about dozens of women yeah. and also videotape <laughs> right we you're a fucking idiot like yeah. i'm sorry if you can def- if you're defending someone who has literally dozens of accusers and there is a videotape that everyone has fucking seen in which he has sex with a 14 year old like also so okay now i can see if you have if you're tied to him like either through family or this or r kelly's an old dear friend of yours Mm. like i could see wanting to take to the streets and defend him even if he's guilty i can understand it if it's your brother or something but if this if he isn't anything to you why the fuck? Dude, I well, might say that in my home. Be like, dude, women lie too. What? A, he, he, he's innocent. But why go to bat for this person? Now I can. It, it just makes no sense. Well, one of the cultural critics in the first round of Surviving right. R. Kelly last year said that like R. Kelly is basically a part of, in the black community, he's a part of people's families because his songs are played right. at their weddings, right. their kids' graduation. Like, and so it, yeah, but his music is so intertwined with these like major moments in life that like it, it's hard it was it it was hard for the black community to admit that he was a flawed person basically I wonder if these people are ever like kind of years from now when it comes out that like that there's even more evidence he's behind bars the whole world pretty much agrees like if they're going to be like ever gonna dawn on and be like well how stupid going to protest i don't know some people like my mom's boyfriend ex-boyfriend eddie blackman still defends uh oj simpson he was framed it was the cops yeah people are just dumb to death huh and it's just like no eddie dude he fucking killed those people right yeah so um yeah she has a, a seizure um, they have this this hor- this super dumb chant, and it's not just because I disagree with it. Oh, well, I guess I agree. Women, some women lie too, <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. Mute R. Kelly just seemed to have more of a a ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so photos of Faith do surface. Um. Which was hard for her, um, but I think that's the only way you can handle that. Well, that's like, remember recently someone hacked Whitney Cummings' phone and was like trying to extort her saying, we're going to leak all these, your nude pictures from your phone if you don't give us money. And so she just put out a picture of her topless and was like, here it is. Dude, I missed all of this going on oh really yeah yes yeah, she so she posted a picture of her 
her topless, like, I think it was in the bathtub and was like, here it is. Like, I'm not going to pay money, blah, blah, blah. Good and, for her. Yeah. And then it was a bunch of male comics were posting, like, sexual photographs sure. being like. It, it shows solidarity. Yeah. Also just that show their gross man bodies because it's funny. Yeah. Gross. Right. Um, yeah. It's the only way to deal with that. I'm. That's what happened with Dave Letterman too, right? I mean, and they had some real shit on him. Like I don't they, remember. This was years ago. He was sleeping with interns oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it, this guy was like, you know, meet me in the parking lot, blah, 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 blah. And Dave Letterman's like, fucking go. I'm not going to be blackmailed. Yeah, just suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just kind of, and then he came on the air, I believe, right? And then just like came out of it. I was like, yeah, I've been fucking interns. Yeah. Fucking. I mean. I'm not a perfect person. Right. And I, and I have a lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. um, And then he kind of just went off into relative obscurity. Quit doing the show. Yeah. Grew a beard and moved to like Montana or some shit. But. Um, so. Anyway, then we're introduced to Jen Emmerich and her sister. Oh, the white They're ladies. They're the biggest pieces we of fucking shit. We them. hate them so much. Um, and I will, hold on, I will look up the name of the actress that they look like. Uh, well, and the other sister's name is per- something Perryman Dunn. I'm looking for her whole name. Um... Okay, Lindsay Perryman Dunn. Okay, so it's Lindsay Perryman Dunn and Jen Emmerich. They suck. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay Perryman Dunn says, and this is actually later, I shouldn't cut around like this, but I just introduced them kind of, so I should uh, probably talk about it. But she basically says, like, yeah, I never saw anything go down. You know, parents would leave. Their daughter's here and spend the night because they had to work on music, blah, 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 blah. She goes, and then she goes, and I saw the video, and yes, she was young, but what I saw was oh. consensual sex. What I saw was consensual sex. It's like, so by your rationale, if, <laughs> I mean, you can, if, you have sex with a fucking five-year-old, if they're not saying no, yeah. It's consensual. Yeah, she is. Okay, so these women, they both look like the actress Leslie Grossman, who um, was on the show Popular. She was on Nip Tuck, uh, an American Horror Story. I'll post a picture of her with the... Um, Lindsay epi- Perriman Dunn. Yeah, 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 but yeah. If, ugh. The sisters look pretty interchangeable, right? Yeah, they look the same. Other than what... Oh, they had different color shirts. Um, but yeah, they're just... They're just like these blonde white bitches. I was like, these are the Fox News anchors of like of this story. Right. They're just as villainous as any of those blonde bitches on Fox it's News. It's almost I don't know what their motive or angle is, but when she said that, when she's like, "Yeah, I saw consensual sex," she almost like laughed, she almost had, as if she didn't believe her own bullshit. She had a lot of smug moments. It's almost like um, Milo. Uh, Theonopolis, whatever his name. Oh, the drug dude? The guy. The, the pharmacy dude. No, the gay, um, like, right-wing dude. 
Uh, Do you not know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Okay, but he would just say a bunch of controversial shit to stir yeah. things up. And um, it's almost like she had that kind of, yes, yeah, smugness. But it was almost as if she didn't believe her own bullshit. So. I hope she doesn't believe her own bullshit. Because honestly, if she does, does that's, that's scary. scary. It's yeah. so scary to go, oh, I, I, what I saw was not a rape. I saw two consensual people having sex. And it's like 14-year-olds cannot consent to having sex with 30-year-olds. Right. You fucking dumb bitch. Yeah, everybody kind of knows that. Yeah, you would I think, think even so. R. Kelly knows yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, because like there, there is ton of quote unquote cons- like, not all rape is violent, right? Um, right. And um, statutory by definition is just that they're under eighteen. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And you're but, a rapist, so she basically buried him. This is his defense, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is the people that are supposed to be defending him for whatever reason. She's like, oh, it wasn't rape, but yeah, she was younger than eighteen, probably, and is. You know, he, he was having sex with her. He was having sex with her. Like, I just. So, anyway, she's a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, we hate her. And probably helped him in some way. I don't know. I don't know why they're even talking to her. I mean, they what, must she be paying a money. He must be paying them. What is she to them, though? So, the she one was, was like, like an a, assistant. She said it said she worked for him. Th- but then there's the sister. The sister also worked okay. for him. He's like, I got two idiots. Yeah. I'll hold on to Yeah, them. they probably were part of the machine that allowed this to continue happening. Yeah. And they, she, you know what it, it struck me as is that she didn't respect these women. It came off like these were floozies who were attempting to use R. Kelly to further their career. So whatever happened to them was on them because they're just these sluts that are coming in and out. Like she didn't, she was had a dehumanizing view of them. Yeah. And... I would even go out on a limb to say that there might have been a racial element of this, that she's this white lady and she's like, these are just these these black women that she doesn't see as human. They're just coming right. in and they're being victimized and she doesn't see anything wrong with it. Black Twitter uh, had an appropriate reaction. <laughs> what did they say? Well, I'm showing you like some tweets. And I don't stuff remember. Baby. I don't remember either, but they, it was pretty funny. They're like... They're, they're just like, okay, for real, this bitch just said, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I need to get back on. Yeah. I haven't checked Black Twitter since we watched this documentary. I got to see what they're saying about so these bitches. Like, hashtag Jen Emmerich. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of um, pictures of uh, the Wayans brothers from the movie White Chicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, see, that yeah, was one of them. Yeah. Um, so moving on. Yeah, they suck. And then. Um, in comes Tiffany Hawkins, who's the first girl to sue uh, for or to come forward about sexual And assault. that was in 1991, I want to say. I wrote it down in my notes that I left at home. Yeah. But it, it was be, early. It was yeah. before it was before Aaliyah. Yeah. And so she was 15 when he met her. Uh, so he meets her. She moves in. Um. He marries Aaliyah after she moves in. And according to her, she didn't care, right? Yeah, she was kind of excited because she was like someone else. Like now he can It almost seemed like he used her more for her friends and things. Because he would always be like, bring your friends over. And but then, that's his move he does with all the girls where he's like, bring your friends. Right. So um, then they, there's talk about how 
uh, R. Kelly uses a, a non-disclosure agreement uh, with a lot of the girls, which is kind of covers his ass. So yeah. it, they sign this that that says that they can't talk about anything, yeah. basically. Um, so Tiffany ends up going uh, back home to her parents because because she's pregnant. So yeah, so he marries Aaliyah, but Tiffany's pregnant, and she goes back home to her parents. And he's like about to go on stage or something she's talking about, and he says he holds the concert up to make sure that she knows. He says, you better know that's not my baby. Yeah, you better know that that's because she was like, I don't know, it was, ugh. I can't remember if she ended up keeping it or having an abortion. I can't remember. Um. I don't know yeah, if they Yeah, we're said. just sketchy on a lot of major details. But, but, so, then he says that, and then he goes, all right, now tell me you love me. Oh, yeah, and you know what? I think she had a miscarriage. Oh, is that what it is? I think that might okay. have been what happened. She, she ends up attempting suicide with pills and uh, obviously survives that, thank God. Uh, and then she files a criminal lawsuit against kelly nothing happens but then files um a civil lawsuit in which she gives a seven hour quote hair hair raising deposition um and then eventually she took a $250,000 settlement um which comes with a nda so basically right. this was the first instance of him out of court settlement NDA, which ends up becoming a pattern. Is she the one who hired that blonde bitch lawyer? Um, I'm not sure about that, but once she gets introduced, um, apparently she get, is known for getting settlement money out of Kelly. Yeah, so basically, I'm pretty sure it was this victim. She was at a loss as to what to do because, like, the criminal they wouldn't press criminal charges and she saw a commercial for an attorney and it was this white blonde lady who's like i fight for you yada 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 so she calls that attorney and um the attorney negotiates a settlement deal for her and then the attorney ended up making basically a career out of getting money for R. Kelly's victims. Like, if you were a victim of R. Kelly, you would go to this attorney, she would negotiate a settlement. Susan Loggins, yes. by the way. And so so Susan Loggins... Um, Was the who, attorney. Yeah, who maybe thinks she's doing the right thing by getting these girls money, has actually helped the abuse continue because right. these women are signing NDAs, so none of this is going public. So people don't know. Yeah, but that she's I, getting paid. You know? Yeah, but so the public doesn't know that on a regular basis, R. Kelly is getting sued for abusing underage girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, had Susan Loggins not been around and these girls went through the criminal justice system... I mean, who know, who knows how it would have played out? But basically, Susan Loggins helped this whole thing continue by making it like, oh, were you abused? Let me get you money. And now you can't talk about it. Right. So then, um, eventually, things come out, uh, the, the P video and all that. 
which everyone I assume is aware of. Um, and then Carrie Kelly gets accused of that by Robert Kelly, <laughs> by R. Kelly, yeah. basically. And R. Kelly asks him to come over, and and R. Kelly's in this pool, and he's just like, hop on in, man, take your clothes off. And the guy's like, I'm not, dude, I know, just ask me if I'm wearing a wire. I'll show you. I'm not going to get in the pool Which with is, you. like, really funny because I wouldn't have necessarily, like, if I went to someone's house and they were like, get in the pool. I would have been like, I don't know. They had this weird thing with the pool. I wouldn't have figured it out right away. Oh, they're trying, they're making sure I don't have a wire I on. I think if you were in this situation in Nevada. I just you, would never be around people like this. So, yeah, right, I'm just not you like that. Know. It's just, it's just obvious that that's. But anyway, so he, Kelly's indicted for um, child porn, but it's thrown out due to a legal search and seizure, whatever the fuck happened there. I don't even know. But, um, wasn't well, basically, they know it wasn't thrown out. What happened was they had taken all of these tapes out of his apartment. So they had tapes of multiple women, okay. multiple victims. And the judge said that those were inadmissible because they weren't obtained correctly. Properly, which so is it, like... So it narrowed the case down to one tape and one girl. And then what the lawyer did was keep delaying the court date. So by the time the girl testified, basically like she, it, it took place when she was 14. And by the time this came to trial, she's 18. And so it didn't sway the jury the same way because... She looks like an adult. And I think she ended up backing out and not testifying. So because because he R. Kelly gave her money and her family a lot of money. Yeah. And she because that girl in the video was Sparkle's niece. Yeah. And it is believed that she is still with R. Kelly or was for a long time. But yeah, so they're just prolonging this to to milk r kelly for money and yeah so that she gets older it's at this point yeah that they introduce Lindsay perryman dunn who's like i saw consensual sex okay and then he apparently recorded his brother having sex with two women he goes hey i want to show you a tape it's called dumb looks and he shows his brother. Do you remember which brother this was? Uh, it was... Oh, I can't remember. I think it was Bruce. The one who's in jail. And so he's like, wait, dude, you surreptitiously videotaped me sleeping with two girls? And what, like... R. Kelly's not a smart man, and he's also illiterate. So just thinking that this is a joke, like this is a funny prank to play on somebody is to secretly videotape them having sex and then go I have a funny movie to show you it's called Dumb Looks I'm R. Ke- this is Jackass I'm R. Kelly and this is Dumb Looks yes yeah, so and, he- and he said the joke was it's Dumb Looks because of the looks that his brother his brother on his face <laughs> Jesus baby really I sorry. hope that that picked up right? oh <laughs> So bad. Oh my god. So on the way on the drive here <laughs> I smelled something horrible in my car and I go, Cindy, did you and she goes, No, we're passing by 
Oh. We're driving through farm country. It was cattle <laughs> land. And we're smelling the smell of a... If you've ever driven by a cattle farm, it fucking smells like shit. <laughs> she got so angry. I got so mad because... I go, that- oh, you're right. Yeah, that smells better, actually, than your farts. Um, <laughs> but it was just like a smell that hit me right away and... I'm just the natural response yeah. for me is, oh, you did it again. <laughs> she got so Yeah, but angry. my farts usually don't smell. Oh, that's bullshit. They do on this trip for sure. Yeah, it's 50-50. The ones I don't smell are, I hear, yeah, they're it's, super loud yeah. and then vice versa. But uh, y'all heard that one. Uh, I, I don't, don't think the mics it picked it up. Uh, they're definitely not going to pick up that smell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't even yet. Anyway, we're getting... Sorry. We're talking about dumb looks, uh, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, you want to talk about someone like where does he get the balls to fucking be like, oh look at your face right here? It's like motherfucker, dude. There's video of you peeing on a peeing on, peeing on a fourteen year old. Let's not talk, shit, dude. I would lose my shit. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I don't, I guess he must have done that just to sort of like, like Jeffrey Epstein supposedly did things like that. He would record other people he was in business with. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, I have sex with this underage girl and then I'm going to film it. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It must not have, they must not have been underage because, I mean, his brothers are even throwing him under the bus yeah the only people that are really defending him are white these white chicks and his lawyer who is the worst yeah so yeah yeah his lawyer i mean but he's his lawyer is the reason for fucking jokes about lawyers just being the worst so um that doesn't really end up going anywhere talking about um the dumb looks i was just funny i was like that's ridiculous and then we're introduced to Lenita Carter, who is his hair braider. Oh God, I loved her. She's yeah. such a sweet woman. I I like I can't even describe what it is about her that I love so much. But there, she she's just a sweet, sweet soul. Yeah, yeah. I felt obviously really bad for her. Um, she ends up exchanging uh, molestation stories with uh, R. Kelly, which. He isn't unique. He does that with all the girls. Not that she should know that. And she said, so it gave like a, a an explanation of her life. Like basically it made her feel special. She's like, nobody ever listened to me. I was never anything. And then she had a reputation for being good at braiding hair and R. Kelly hired her. And so like he would fly her out to braid his hair. Like he, so and, and it became a thing where then all of a sudden people, like, respected her. And she said, people at home, my family let me talk. Um, yeah, which is so sad. It but just, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know how bad it w- t- truly was for her, but I can understand why maybe someone, they're just like, okay, you do hair, big deal. But then she does starts doing it for R. Kelly. It definitely elevates her. Oh, yeah. If, if I went from recording podcasts in our garage to all of a sudden I'm producing podcasts for celebrities, right. it would be, people would be like, oh, Sydney's legit. Like, right. basically it's saying, like, you're legit now because you're big, you're big time. Yeah, meanwhile, when I brought this up to you, I go, it should always just be about 
the work. Like if you do someone's hair and it looks good, regardless of who they are, be like, wow, that's badass. You did yeah. that because um, instead of just, oh, whose hair you're doing. Yeah. Because the actual like braids and stuff that she did for R. Kelly, I don't know that it was anything special. It was just like yeah, co- he never cornrows, got super, right? He never got super wild with his hair yeah so i'm not saying that she wasn't good i'm just saying she probably did much better work on on other people people that were nobodies so yeah that's just this is a disappointing thing about our culture though and people like they infer success by um success by approximation and so like yeah right i just i remember once i was dating a doctor type person and my boss, like, I guess, told customers, like, oh, yeah, Sydney's dating this guy. And then customers would say, oh, my God, we hear you're dating a doctor now. And it's like, oh, I was trash last week because I was your waitress. And this week I'm your waitress, but I'm dating a doctor. So I'm somehow better. Right. And I just was like, success is not sexually transmitted. So, like, right. I didn't take on this person's accomplishment just because we're sleeping together. I find that to be really offensive, but like, that's the way their culture works. Like, Oh, you're doing great hair all over Chicago, whatever. Oh, you're doing normal cornrows on R Kelly. Big deal. Right. So, so yeah, that's just kind of stupid and and sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, one day she goes in and he asks for a massage. He goes, a head massage, but not that head. God, he's just such a fucking idiot. Yeah, she he asks for a head massage and she goes, Well, I don't I don't do massage, I just do braids. And he goes, Not that head. And then he turns around and his dick's out of his pants. And she tries to leave and he grabs her hair. Like he grabs her hair and he forces her down on the ground and is like, lick it, kiss it. And she starts crying. And, um, he's like, gets, she said she saw him get angry and shove her away. And then as she ran to the bathroom to clean up her face, she was said, and my eyelashes were sticky and I couldn't figure out like why I couldn't see. And as I'm wiping my face away with this towel, I realized it's because he ejaculated on my face. She thought he had just spit on her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he spit on her he like spit seven on her times. Sp- Jesus. I hate him. I hate it. Yeah, so she thought her face was just wet because she was crying and he'd been spitting on her. But it turns out while he was, she's crying and he's spitting on her, that was so hot to him that it made him come. So she has this horrible experience. And then Susan Loggins, the lawyer who's been getting all this settlement money out of R. Kelly for all these underage girls, doesn't believe uh, Lenita uh because she's quote too old so she heard this story and was probably like whether it's true or not she's just like she doesn't fit the profile is what the susan Logan well it's said. probably because she just didn't think she could get any money out of it because yeah. uh, he's not going to try to throw money at this girl because she, yeah she's old this isn't going to hurt him she's of thinking, age. yeah yeah i just i felt so bad because like what lenita was saying like she it was so traumatic to her because number one, R. Kelly had always said, I'm your big brother. I'm your big brother. She's like, I didn't think of him like that. Like, and, and she goes, and this is the face that I kiss my kids with. Like I go home because she's like, she's a mom and, and she's just like, yeah, I kiss my kids with this face. Like, how dare he? I kiss kids with my face too. 
Sorry. It's horrible. It's horrible. But anyway, so um, there's just so many women. I have still so many notes. Um, Geronda, who we saw in the first part, she met R. Kelly at 15 um, outside court uh, because he was on trial. It was when he was on trial for the P-tape. And she was a defender, and she was at she was skipping school to see to stand outside the trial with like a I support you sign every day, and that's how she met him. And then he had her start coming around his house, and um, yeah, um, and she's like she she says, "quote He hate women," <laughs> and like that's putting it mildly. He tries to get her to make a suicide pact with him, which oh, yeah. he, makes no sense. So I'm like, a suicide pact is like, we're both, I'll kill myself if you kill yourself, right? Yeah, but That's my understanding but of the it. suicide pact he has her make is that if he anything happens to him, if he ends up going to jail, she kills herself. She kills herself. But, Listen, you, anything bad happens to me, you kill yourself. Yeah. That helps everybody. Um, that doesn't end up happening, thankfully. Well, maybe be, just because he hasn't gone to jail yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Hopefully she's, she's still, she left him behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, she's... I like Geronda, too. She... Um, she seems cool. She's know. the one that like fourteen of the new charges are about. I think her. it's eleven. It's to be more specific, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. And yeah, she. I'll get to why I like her a lot too. She did some cool stuff, but um. So, she does give R. Kelly Dominique's number because he does his thing where he's like, oh he's yeah, like, bring, bring bring your, your friends, friend. and so she's like. Oh, because she's like kind of living there. And then she's like, oh, I love Dominique. She like, let's bring her around. And Dominique's like 14 or 15 or something yeah. at the time, I believe. Yeah. Um, Geron is 15 when she met him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and um, and then R. Kelly starts talking to Dominique. But he doesn't want them to talk anymore, even though they were friends. That's how they're he friends. met her. So, He's yeah, like, they, you can't talk to Dominique. They both were living there at the same time, and they never saw each other because he kept them in their rooms. Because they're locked in their rooms. They have to ask to go to the bathroom, whatever. They're only allowed to use the cell phone that he gives him. And she's like, yeah, sometimes we would sneak and like text each other. But we never saw each other once the entire time we both were in that house. Yeah, so she breaks up with him and... In 2010, so I don't know. Time, I don't time know timeline. Line. Yeah, but she was with him for a while. It sounds like, um, but she eventually she does break her NDA that she did have with R. Kelly to help Dominique. So that's why I think she's kind of you know some of these women are heroes for for what they did. Cause, yeah, because I mean, she initially settled with Susan Loggins as her lawyer, right? And then got a bunch of money that got- she had to give back basically i don't know that she's had to give it or back i don't yet. know how it works yeah you're so, supposed to have to give it back but it nothing has happened yet yeah i don't know how because a lot of these people had ndas and i'm just like asking sydney i'm like if they had ndas 
How are they all talking about it now? Well, yeah, and I go, is Lifetime, is the budget for this big enough that Lifetime's just like, we'll pay it, we'll pay it back? I doubt that. I bet they're just, I don't know, man. Or they're like, whatever, he's in jail. Yeah. We're taking him down so far, he's not going to have the resources to fight back against us. Yeah, the two NDAs are like, yep, well, it is, you did sign it, so pay, pay the fucking pedophile now. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But uh, so Dominique, as we learned in the at the end of the first film, she's broken out by her mom. Uh, and we all saw that she had like short hair and was wearing sweatpants and stuff. We find out that the reason her hair was short is because he had ripped it, her hair out when he was like beating her. And then she just ended up just cutting it cutting because it, of yeah. that. Three days later, after she was broken out. Yeah, after her mom rescued her, she went back to him. It was the most emotional scene, right, of that that season. Um, She goes back to him for her sisters, quote, sisters, uh, because she went back because Joycelyn and Azriel are there. And she didn't want to leave them. She mostly was referring to Joycelyn, though, so she must have been maybe closer to her. Yeah. Um, We're speculating... That we, we thought maybe she was a lesbian. We don't know. She's, she's apparently she, not because she has. She's, she's pregnant now. She's pregnant with her boyfriend. Five months. She seems like a lesbian, though. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because of her haircut. Her, she. She seems like she a lesbian. She seems like a lesbian. She's fucking hot, too. She's a she hot. Is. Like, like I, I find her to be very attractive. So she's a hunky lesbian. So I guess my imagination is going, and I, I listen, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But my imagination is going to, okay, she may be like Joycelyn. That's what I thought, too. Right. And what, and she said, like, they had a lot of love for each other because they right. were each other's only support system. Right. So she does go back for her sisters, which is also heroic, if that's really why she went back. You know, maybe there is an element of also the pull, the the pull of, our, of yeah. R. Kelly. But she goes back. And then and at first he's being super nice and like, oh, it's well, she thought there was going to be a reckoning. Like right. he, she thought she was he's going to beat her and all this. But stuff. it wasn't. She was like he was being cool and like, yeah, call your mom, call you, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's lo- loosening the, 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 the leash reins. Yeah, the reins. Yeah. And but then she asks to like leave for her brothers. I don't know if it's a graduation or something, but he's just like, no. But then she ended up leaving anyway and never return i think that was all she needed to see of like okay yeah he sucks yeah so she leaves and never returns um so r kelly uh was was arrested and then this woman valencia love who they don't really go into any detail after this other than putting her name Whoever she is, his uh, bail, bail. which was a hundred thousand dollars, because he didn't have a hundred thousand dollars to bail himself out. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, it's because I've been muted. I'm not making any money." They're lying on me. Yeah, so he says basically, "Oh, I don't have money. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars because I've been muted. I'm not making any money." Blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, well, you also clearly haven't been saving any money, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you I'm sh- paying off all these women I raped. How am I supposed to? Yeah, he's he's basically living paycheck to paycheck, but as like a millionaire, just to be like, oh well, in the past year, 
they took me off Spotify and now I'm broke. And it's like, but you've had a 25 year career. Right. Plus Spotify isn't how anybody makes money. I don't think on any level. Well, maybe if you're getting like his level of plays, plays. maybe. But yeah, so he said that, but I just was like, yeah, apparently you've spent all your money paying off. So, you know, to celebrate getting released, he goes to Rock and Roll McDonald's in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I guess, where he used to pick up. Where he used to pick up high schoolers. High school girls. Um, so, you know, everyone sees him go there. Um, oh, and as we learned today, it's no longer a rock and roll McDonald's as of 2018. It's been bulldozed. And I didn't know what a rock and roll McDonald's was. Uh, Sydney had to, uh, educate me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the, the one in Chicago was the first rock and roll McDonald's. And uh, now it's no longer. But if you know where there are other rock and roll McDonald's, um, come at me. Yeah, I want to see one of these rock and roll McDonald's. DM, Have some rock and roll chicken nuggets. Yeah, DM me on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, shoot me an email at sydneydelorean at gmail.com. Because um, I want to know where there are rock and roll McDonald's. I know there's some left. Um, yeah, I'm into that. So... Then there's the Gail King interview, which if you haven't seen, it's great it's, to just watch yeah. him melt down. Um, and Gail King handles it so well. And uh, then there's also the Azriel and Joycelyn portion of that interview. Well, let's also say that um, his victim said it was really hard to watch the Gail King interview because he explodes and stands up and is screaming and yelling and throwing fists. And they said it was really scary scary and triggering for me to watch because i know that r kelly i'm very familiar with that version of r kelly they all are saying you know that when they think of r kelly they're thinking of like this 15 year old boy and they feel for that person because that's I guess what they associate him well, with. Well, yeah, but also th- what I was just saying was right. about how they were scared of the angry yeah, screaming yeah. version. Right, so, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. There's, there are two. There is Robert and there is R. Kelly. And it, it fits into this whole sort of thing that this series sets up, which is he's a wounded little boy and he is a violent, scary abuser. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... Then there's they're showing some of the parodies like the Saturday Night Live parody uh, that came out after that interview, uh, which I found to be sort of funny. You know, I don't know, but they're kind of chastising people, comedians and TV shows for making fun of this thing. And I get it. It's dealing with something very heavy, like like uh, sexual abuse rape and things and you don't want to make light of it but it is a cultural thing that the whole country watched also i think that that the sketch i didn't think it was funny but um it just wasn't that funny because it basically it was a recreation of the actual it's saturday night live is it ever funny you know but yeah i mean it was an whatever but also it wasn't making fun of abuse it was making fun of r kelly and 
I think that's fine to take the wind out of someone's sails. I that's on last podcast on the left. That's yeah. kind of their deal is they do shows about horrific acts that humans have committed and they really take the piss out of these monsters like yeah it's it's then you're not scared of them yeah you're like oh yeah this guy's a joke you know this guy's a fucking punk yeah because everyone will be like he's a genius he was so charming and manipulative and they'll just be like this fucking guy is the nerd you know yeah yeah and that's kind of why i like you know the way snl uh takes on trump as well, yeah. you know, and, and with Alec Baldwin, I don't watch any of it because, yeah, it's a lot of the Trump stuff is hacky at this point. Yeah. Everyone does the same impression, whatever. But it gets Trump just fucking fired up and on Twitter into the wee hours. Yeah. And he, he, he's not doing any harm when he, the more time he spends doing that bullshit. So I think, honestly, that's the only reason nothing too like he gets so caught up with that. It keeps him from blowing oh, up the world. He's gotten himself in it. Well, yeah. he's working on it. I this know. Week. Yeah, we just yeah. Put, what two trillion dollars into weapons? We just bought trillions of dollars of more weapons, and he's bragging about so it. So that's Twitter. another bad guy. We'll focus on R. Kelly first, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but they're talking about um, Dave Chappelle, uh, how he did the infamous sketch uh, with the parody song. Um, piss on you do, yeah. do, do. and it's like okay he, remember he didn't do the thing he's actually pointing out the hypocrisy that he's able to fucking walk get a, around get, get away, away with, with this it. shit yeah. and then um but then they're they're also chastising aziz ansari who his he wasn't even making fun of R. Kelly or the girl, he was pointing out how we culturally ignored it, how we culturally ignored it. And now we're only willing to pay attention because there's a documentary series and that they took umbrage with. And I'm like, so we're just not straight up allowed to talk. Yeah, about it I mean, I feel like get the fuck out of here. The, the clip of Aziz was him saying, you know, we had just decades and all of, of these records and it was written like but it was in writing and no one gave a shit and then the minute it was in a well-produced documentary yeah everyone all of a sudden cared yeah and they're like this is not all right and so it's the joke police come out again and that's the only part of the documentary i was just like get the fuck out of here can we can we just get caught up on like what the fuck's going on um so yeah they have people like uh w kamal bell and and other people i guess it's important to have people who want to voice their opinion uh, who are in um who are famous and stuff you know famous comedians and all of that but i'm like listen i kind of don't care what your opinion is if you weren't this is about facts you know you're talking to the yeah but i think they were giving a cultural perspective because i think the most interesting thing about this is how 30 years ago culture if it if it happened today the first tape that came out the first accusation that came out it would be a firestorm right and so i think the reason why they have so many of these people on who are like cultural critics and stuff is to talk about uh, the reflection and how much culture has changed in 30 years yeah in that 
literally no one cared. No one cared about what was happening. Right. And so a lot of changes have happened and a lot of changes still need to take place. And so I th- I think that's the reason of having people like W. Kamau Bell sure. on and stuff is to talk about the reflection of society. And he's coming on also talking about, yeah, don't make jokes. Uh, so <laughs> then Hallie Calhoun met him. We're introduced to her. She met him at 20 and lived with him for three years. Um, she sounds like she was cool with whatever not cool with but they had fights physical fights and she was talking about well any couple lots of couples that have physical fights we had fights just like any other couple you know he'd pull my hair just like stuff that normal couples do and And um, i was like oh you sweet poor baby angel idiot you don't know what a normal healthy relationship is but she met him at 20 so she's not sitting here going yeah he groomed me me. but i mean she was part of a harem like he did have other girlfriends the only reason she left was not because of the abuse but she's like no i should be the only one yeah she just wanted to be his only girlfriend and that's why she to me i was telling sydney i'm like this he is the one he should have just wifed up because it sounded like you know he hit her, she hit him. They just fought, and she didn't give a shit. She just wanted to be the only one. <laughs> I was like, he might have met his match. Yeah. But anyway, so she also tells a story about how he wanted to talk to her mom, but he or her mom wanted to talk to him or something, but he's like, he asked her to come in the sauna and and wear a towel or something. Oh, to make he sure, make sure she, wasn't, she wearing wasn't wearing a wire. So he's just, that's his little trick. Or maybe just see her mom naked. Who knows? With him, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, she, her mom probably is hot because she's gorgeous. Yeah, she, she's really attractive. Um, so, yeah, then he's indicted on 11 more charges all relating to uh, Geronda Pace. Um, then in 2016, Joycelyn cut, cuts her hair and, and has this, you know, sweatpants, this whole transformation. Uh, she's on TMZ in 2017. So yeah, the the a lot of what happened after this was just with the families and them, right. and they're basically talking more about how he seduced and manipulated their daughters, and their efforts to try to get their daughters free, um, and because yeah, basically like- it's an ongoing struggle, and they're explaining like this has been our life since you know for three years just to try to get our daughter back and and then those three years you know we've had family members die siblings graduate they haven't come home for any of it blah 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 and so they they explain kind of the day in and day out of them trying to rescue their daughters yeah the the clary's and uh and the savages uh have not seen their daughters in over three years uh which is pretty it's fucking crazy, you know. So they they talk about how yeah, basically this feels like they've died almost, but we know uh-huh. that they haven't. Um, By they, the way, we got a we got to see uh, Isis Clary was back. <laughs> Sydney's I, favorite. She, she looked gorgeous too. She did. She had some beautiful big hair, like I, what I call Moana hair. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I have written down here Lizette, but I forget what. Do you remember? I don't remember. Is that who? jogging anything? Okay. No. 
Um, so, like I said, they, the Clarys haven't seen Azrael, Azrael in over three years. They go to this concert. Oh, my God. That was in wild. In 2018. Azrael's brother and Azrael's mother go to an R. Kelly concert. And Azrael's mother gets up front in this ladies only like standing basically the pit. It's, or was it kind of like almost backstage, like off to the side of the stage? I think from the footage I've seen before, okay. it's in the pit. And but yeah, then, so so they can see Azrael. Azrael's like on stage, but in the back behind right. the security guards. Right. And so the mom is up in this pit, the ladies only area. And if you've ever seen footage of an Art Kelly concert, it's always like chicks grabbing his dick. Like he'll thrust his dick out and like let the audience feel it. It's just gross. So anyways, yeah. mom's playing around, playing along, pretending she's a super fan so she can get pulled like dancing up. And yeah. Yeah. So she can get pulled up on stage. And then once she's up on stage, she tries to run to grab Azrael and ends up getting pulled off by security. The cops come. Like, the security walks her into the hands of the cops. And it's really heartbreaking because she's like, I was that close. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they get escorted. And it sounds like that was just a really tough thing, too. To, I mean, who are these fucking security guard scumbags, too? Who are, I mean, if it's I mean, anybody it, else, yeah, you're doing your job. But... But then and they also don't know. They don't that know. It's, it's, it's just mom, some crazy lady like, grabbing at her. It's like Jesus Christ, man. So um, we're kind of wrapping up to this. Dominique and or I'm sorry, Azrael and, and Joycelyn are still by his side, uh, as far as we know to this date, from this pod or this documentary at least. They're still by his side. Uh, Dominique is five months pregnant um, with with her boyfriend's child. Because at first we were like, what? She just got out. Yeah, she just got out. And then we realized, oh, that was a year ago. Right. So, I mean, she still moves fast. But right. I'm not going to yeah, I'm it. not going to judge her. But as I was long like, as it's not Kelly's. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, Kelly remains in custody in Chicago. He's scheduled to stand trial in April on 13 charges related to child pornography and obstruction of justice. Um, I think they're going to get him this time, you would think. If not, dude, I can't imagine. I, can't. I do any... No, they're the fall the fallout from that would be too big you would think yeah, right yeah but um so so that kind of brings us up to date the, uh, just going really quick back to the Joycelyn and Azrael when they had their Yale King interview and they're just like talking about how their parents both pimped them out neither of them wanted to sing or yeah, both of them they're like we the never wanted to be story. singers and then they're showing video footage of them being singers listen then they could they could just easily go oh well yeah my mom was always making me sing yeah i never wanted to be yeah. but what are the odds that both of them had the same story both of their parents pimped them out to try to get money from r kelly like Oh, pay me for my daughters. And, and then they, they both fell in love with... Get the fuck... I, he but, probably convinced them that... And they, to them, that is the truth, even though it's not. I know it's dumb on my part to get like annoyed with them because uh, I know that they're, they're, brainwashed. they're brainwashed, but it's still it's difficult to see them so brainwashed and being like, yeah, if you believe all these things about R. Kelly, you're a 
you're an idiot. You are ignorant and you are dumb. <laughs> you're just like, okay, tell me more good points. Um, and she's just, mostly Azriel's the one with the fucking mouth. Joycelyn's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Joycelyn and her sister, Jalen. They foin. That's all I got. They're gorgeous. They foin. You know who else is a looker in this documentary? Who? Fucking Azrael's dad is a piece. I knew you were going to try to. (laughs) And that's why Isis, when, okay, because it was uh, in the first documentary, Azrael tried to get her sister Isis on board and was like, yeah, fly out to Chicago, you know, come stay with our Kelly. You got to call him daddy. Yeah. And that's when Isis was like, my daddy in Florida. And I was like, yeah, dude, you don't need fucking our Kelly to be your daddy because your daddy is full. <laughs> Bunch of attractive people in this. Yeah. Thing. But uh, especially the savages, I got to say. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they savage. Um so that's that's it. So April, man, the wheels of justice turn ever so slowly, huh? I mean, that's actually pretty fast from a year ago to get charges Which pressed. Which is sad, see, though. Yeah, yeah, it's sad that that's quick, but... I remember I, I had a friend uh went to jail for a while, uh, like two and a half years or something. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, man, are you sweating bullets away? He's like, it's, it's, like, it's going to be years from now. I was like, what? He's like, this is going to... He was just out drinking, living his life, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, forever. And then, yeah, he had all the time in the world to prepare. Then by the time you go to jail, it's almost like they say, like, okay, if your dog shits on your rug while you're at work, there's no point in yelling at them because they don't remember what they did hours earlier. after the fact. They're like, you got to fucking yell at your dog right when it does the thing. And that's so I think about that a lot when it's like, someone's out awaiting trial for years yeah. and it's like well by the time they're they they do their sentence they've already forgotten what they did to get in there yeah so um hopefully they wrap this shit up i'm there'll probably be more t- documentaries and stuff i i can't get enough of it i know it's horrible because of the subject subject matter and all yeah. of that but i it's fascinating, right? Yeah. We were so we didn't even know about this until the night before, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Um, but something else that's um, so this is going to come out on a Wednesday. Two days after that will be Friday. Sydney is on my podcast. We've already recorded it. We talk about the controversial documentary uh, "Don't Fuck with Cats." Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's a long one. Yeah. I don't think as long as this one. How long is this one? Uh, an hour 22. Oh, okay. It's actually longer than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so bored listen, and sober bored listeners and sober. talk about Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah, because that movie's Fucking crazy wild. in a different way. Um, even darker. So um, do you have anything else to no, add? No. Uh-uh. Everyone have a happy hump day. And fuck R. Kelly. Not literally. Don't fuck him, but you know what I mean. Fuck R. Kelly. Women, some women do lie too, but um, don't do n- it. Not as much as R. Kelly. <laughs> not, not as 
dumb is R. Kelly. He's yeah. a horrible liar. Yeah, he's the worst. Don't have, like, yeah, that was the... I legit was like, at one point I go, this is why people need to learn how to read. Because this fucking idiot is out here. He doesn't know how to read. So he's got all this free time. And he's using it to, like, manipulate and seduce children and come up with fucking suicide packs that aren't even suicide packs. That was, I, that was the point at which I yelled. Yeah. All of this could have been prevented by teaching this dude how to read. Take a look. It's in, in a, a book. book. Like, because, you know, if he knew how to read, maybe instead of molesting people, he'd be reading Harry Potter or some shit. Yeah. The. the like, what really shows how fucking dumb he is the most. I mean, there's so many examples you could point to, but the J- Dave Chappelle bit that was on his recent one of his recent specials that came out is how he's telling the girl to like talk about, he's like, Ooh, this 14 year old pussy feels so good. Dave Chappelle's like, no dude <laughs> say, Ooh, this 36 year old. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's talking about when he's making the tape. or no, R Kelly's saying R Kelly says it on the, on the repeatedly. sex, yeah, on the sex tapes. He repeatedly, mentions the girl's age and dave Chappelle made the joke he if he's he needs to if he's taping this say "Ooh, this 36 year old pussy instead because he has a whole library of videotapes in which he's having sex with minors and vocalizing that he is aware of the fact that they are minors so hopefully they get them this time i wonder if this when this comes out so i had hashtagged everything when we watched the Michael Jackson thing. Uh-huh. And I had a bunch of people that have like Instagram accounts devoted to Michael Jackson's innocent, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They just liked my post assuming that we were in support. So we watched a documentary that was about, it was, it was in defense Michael of Michael Jackson. Jackson. So we said for my documentary that we watched, but we also said we like, that it was bullshit. That it was bullshit, but, no, but yeah. they don't read that. They just see, oh, okay, you watch this. Yeah, you know it's up. So I get all these people that didn't listen to the podcast. They probably didn't even watch the fucking movie. And they're just, well, no, they probably watched the movie. But yeah, they're just like, 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 and then even comment like, yeah, he's innocent. And I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? So I wonder if you're going to get some R. Kelly people like that. For I don't this. know. When I did that episode about Kanye's church, somebody commented, why y'all lying on him? <laughs> and I don't think that they listened to the podcast. I think they just assumed I was had an anti-Kanye stance. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I had somebody years ago when this was still going on. Uh, Michael Vick, who's a known like animal oh yeah he would he would he would fight animals and um the cardinals played him right after that happened or something and we like we sacked him like a lot of times and we really ripped his head off and then so i had a facebook post this back when i gave a shit about sports and then i was like uh yeah cardinals don't take kindly to uh dog abusers apparently and this guy's like Man, you gotta let that go. That shit's old. Like, and it happened like a week earlier. It was whatever, dude. It's never gonna leave him. Yeah. Get the yeah, because he had a fucking ranch full of dogs that he was yeah. abusing and fighting. Yeah, and electrocuting and beating and all of this stuff. And I mean, people just crucified him on it. So this guy, 
was was black though right and he's like you don't know what it's like in the black community and and this and this and i'm like man you are not the spokesman for all black people you know what i mean like Uh, if i was black i'd be like motherfucker you don't speak for me dude like yeah you're an idiot we don't all fight talk, like yeah. So yeah. I just unfriended him. I'm like, you're an idiot, man. So yeah, yeah. I don't get why you would defend these people again. So this was, we talked about, like Louis C.K. and Woody Allen people. Some people that I I, lo- I love his comedy and this and this and that, but I'm not gonna defend. Sit, defend. It's just gonna drag me into his. People are gonna associate me with him. Yeah. You know, but um. Yeah, if you want to defend R. Kelly, go for it. It's not going to make your life any fucking better. That's for damn sure. Yeah. All right, we out? Yeah, happy hump day. And happy birthday, right? Me? Happy birthday, Zachary. Thank you.